I think it's all about balance because there are a lot of things in this world that you can talk about that you can pick and choose but I think it's important to pick your battles wisely you know educate yourself on them and don't be afraid to take that first step out because I don't know where I would have been if we hadn't started that podcast or we hadn't had that idea during quarantine. Pick something that you really like, something that you're super determined towards and just fly with it. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast presented by Atrium Health. This is a podcast series for Panthers fans where we highlight admirable women from across the Carolinas as they share stories and lessons from their lives and careers. And for our season two finale, we have someone with one of the most impressive resumes I've ever seen just on its own. And then you add in the fact that she is only 16 years old. It makes it even more impressive. I am so excited to talk to our season finale guest, Kushi Bhatt. You just finished your sophomore year at Olympic, Kushi, and I don't know how you find the time to do all of the things that I am about to read off, but I just think this is so cool. So first of all, thank you so much for being here. Of course. It's so exciting. And I have to brag on you a little bit. So when we started season two, we asked for submissions from the community of someone that we should talk to, and there was no age limit. There were no requirements. It was just who is inspiring. And one of your teachers nominated you and you were kind enough to come into the stadium in your Panthers t-shirt, no less, <laughs> of course. to uh, to do this to do this podcast because we were just so blown away by all you've accomplished. Um, so I have to read this if that's OK, if I brag <laughs> on you. So your teacher said, Kushi is a 16 year old activist within the community from starting clubs to shedding light on the gap between education for black and brown students so directly working with the CMS Board of Education, she is determined to make a change and represent marginalized voices. And I could go on and on. She wrote several paragraphs um, with all of your accomplishments, starting your own podcast, which you have interviewed some incredible people like Mindy Kaling, which we are <laughs> going to talk about. You have started clubs. Um, you have championed for issues just in um, just in a few years. I mean, you don't even have your license yet. And it's just, it's so incredible. So I'm so excited to dive in on all of your accomplishments. Me too. It's going to be so much fun. This is going to be great. Okay. So first things first, I want to ask you about, you know, I got to ask you about Mindy Kaling and your podcast. Tell me how this started. What inspired you to start a podcast? What's it all about? And how did you book some of these big name people? Yeah. So it was COVID. We were at home, super tired, didn't have nothing to do, um, and kind of just bored and wanted to, you know, make something out of the quarantine period. And me and my friend, we got together. We were like, we should maybe go out and explore, maybe think about our conversations. And eventually we kind of just started recording them. Mm -hmm. And it led, one page led into another. And eventually we set up our website. We set up a anchor account. We started filming. And Eventually, um, we got featured on NBC, which was where we kind of catapulted into like wow. the spotlight. Yeah. And through there, we gained connections and were able to contact Mindy and other people within our community to come on and talk to us. So Daisy Damsels is basically oriented towards representing teenage voices and representing people who maybe don't see people who look like them out on the big screen or out in the world. So that's basically what the podcast is all geared towards. And Mindy Kaling is phenomenal. She's super sweet, um, super, you know, well-accomplished as well. And obviously she's hilarious. So it added so much more to the podcast. And, you know, it made it so much more meaningful to the both of us. And how did you guys come up with, with the idea? You know, like you said, you, you wanted to start a podcast. 
and it has such an incredible message and an incredible ethos in terms of what you're trying to accomplish with each episode. But why did you feel like that was the right topic and how did you come to it? Like when you started your first episode, were you like, this is what we want to focus on or has it evolved over time? I think it has evolved because when we started off, it was just like us recording the normal conversations we have with each other. But then we realized that it's important to, you know, include other points of views and Mm. include different types of subjects and topics to focus on. And obviously not all our episodes are super, you know, super deep. Some of them are funny because, you know, it is teenage led and teenage edited and all that stuff. So it has evolved over time. That's incredible. And about how often, so tell everybody where they can listen to it and tell us about the website. I need to know all the details. <laughs> sure. So you can find us at Daisy, D-E-S-I underscore damsels on Instagram. And we have a, in, if you cl- click on our profile, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Pandora, basically I anywhere. I to listen. And you guys have a video component. So we are, Matt and I over here, we're only audio only for this podcast. <laughs> so we might have to bring you in. So are you guys doing, you're editing yourself? I mean, because not only are you focusing on all of the issues, you're also doing the technical part of yeah, it, which yeah. I have our producer extraordinaire, Matt, here. He <laughs> handles all of that. I would be lost if I had to produce my own podcast. Yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely a learning process. If you scroll through our Instagram at our earlier posts, you can see how, you know, ugly they looked. I'm sure they look great. You guys have a different standard at 16. You have a different standard than 33. I probably would see your first Instagram post and be like, those look great. And now you've uh, surpassed what I could ever do. It's it's evolved over time. And we've learned about how to, you know, gain more publicity on social media, how to, you know, edit better, not make our audios as choppy. But yeah, it's been a learning experience, but it's been super awesome. Wow. So you talk about doing this podcast during COVID, which is so incredible because for me, as I told you, I would just be like, well, what's on Netflix, you know? <laughs> um, and I think that's so amazing that you used that time to really make a change. And I know that you're also incredibly involved in your school um, and with activism, you have certain issues that you really care about. And whether it's at school or in the community, you have really gone out and been a champion mm-hmm. um, for, for some of these issues. Can you tell me about what's close to your heart? Yeah. For sure. So I did watch a bunch of TV and I binge watched everything, had lots of marathons during quarantine. But eventually I realized that the podcast would serve a greater purpose. Um, And it kind of just it was a way for us to express things that maybe we didn't see growing up. So I never really saw Indian Americans like on TV or talking about these issues that were so close to my heart. Um, And that's kind of what the podcast sprouted into. Um, We discussed topics, not just focusing on that that point of view but we talk about you know mental health awareness which mm-hmm. is super big in today's day and age we talk about um stuff like school shootings and stuff like how that affects high school students we also discuss teen dating violence um my friends over at the jkffc help us with that they're really they're geared towards focusing on teen dating violence and reducing the stigma and stuff like that so i think the podcast is really it's a great well-rounded mix of bringing in different perspectives of different people along with our own perspectives and kind of just combining them into one awesome you know mm-hmm. series okay so kushi with the podcast what is a moment that really sticks out to you whether you learned something or you felt like you've made an impact or just just an awesome moment mindy kaling aside <laughs> <laughs> so after coming on to nbc i think it was just it it did make our podcast grow exponentially we went from around like 150 listeners to 25 to 30k and it's just it, it it blew up basically and over that time we had people reaching out to us from different parts of the world which really surprised me because i thought 
you know, our listeners are only like our family and friends, but mm-hmm. I realized that people around the world are getting to listen to us. And we were actually gaining an, we were, we were impacting people that we didn't even know. And that's, that was kind of like my aha moment, which made it all worth it. You know, all the late nights of editing, late nights of posting. And finally I was like, yes, this is, this is exactly what we wanted it to be. That is so cool. And do you feel, is there an extra pressure that now you're like, oh my gosh, all these people are listening and I now have a platform, which is something that you have done such a great job with in your community. But what's it like having a larger platform now and the responsibility that comes with that, I'm sure. Yeah, it can be scary, you know, because sometimes, you know, we don't we don't post as often because we have exam season or we have other stuff going on. So we don't post. And then when we do come back and post, our listeners are like, oh, where'd you guys go for, you know, (laughs) those couple of weeks? So that's definitely, you know, another responsibility to add on. But um, I think having a larger platform just makes us able to connect to more people and, you know, spread the word out more. So as you said, you just finished your sophomore year at Olympic, which is so cool. And your your teacher who nominated you just bragged about all that you do there. Uh, So what are some of the whether it's clubs or issues, extracurriculars that you are really passionate about. Yeah, for sure. So apart from being a part of, apart from being a part, apart from taking part in all the amazing clubs that Olympic has to offer, like FBLA, National Tech, um, DECA, and being able to start those up and get our school community engaged in them. Um, last year, Olympic actually had a sexual assault protest going on where I had the opportunity to act as like a liaison liaison between um, CMPD and my school and my peers who wanted to demand for a change. So that was a pretty cool opportunity that I had over at Olympic, um, dealing with large crowds, talking to people. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. And at the end of it, how, how do you think it went? And, and what is the impression that you came away with after being involved in something that is so important? Yeah, I think that overall our student body was just really disgruntled before that and it left a bad taste in their mouth. But afterwards, um, seeing the attraction we gained for, from, different, from different news agencies and different people, um, it allowed us to see that student power really does have a voice mm-hmm. and you know stepping out of the conformities that are set in place is... It, it really leads to action happening. Our school administration took it pretty seriously, and so did the rest of the county, which was really great to see. And what advice do you have? It's just amazing what you've been able to do with just things that you're passionate about, and you're on NBC, your stories are getting picked up on the news. You know, you're, you're moving into this, this very large space where you have thousands and thousands of people who are listening to what you have to say, and you're choosing just incredible, important topics. And I think that's amazing. So say there's anyone that's either younger than you or older than you, and they're like, I care about certain issues, Mm -hmm. and I would really like to, as you said, find a way to make sure that people are listening. Um, What have you found works really well? I think it's all about balance because some, I mean, there are a lot of things in this world that you can talk about that you can pick and choose, but I think it's important to pick your battles wisely, you know, educate yourself on them and don't, don't be afraid to take that first step out because I don't know where I would have been if we hadn't started that podcast or we hadn't had that idea during quarantine. But yeah, I mean, just pick something that you really like, something that you're super determined towards and just fly with it. That's incredible. I'm learning so much. We always <laughs> joke on this podcast that I, 
I use it to um, ask people questions that I want to know about and like take notes and get tips and stuff. And you are teaching me so much. So I'm incredibly grateful for that. Now, you also told me as if what you do isn't amazing enough. And as this submission highlights all the amazing things you've done, you also happened to drop into conversation that you did a TED talk. <laughs> I a did, TED talk. I did last not last June. I don't know, but a couple years ago, I did. You don't even remember when your TED Talk is. You are so cool. I just want to be you when I grow up, Kushi. I swear. Oh. Tell me all about it. It was um, a whirlwind of an experience, to say the least. Um, I was contacted by um, the organizer of the TED Talk. It was um, in New Jersey, and I spoke amongst some people who were super awesome. Like one girl works with Carly Kloss. Another one wow. had actually like met the Queen. What I know, he what had was like the topic for all of you to get together. It was it was leadership and it was wow. sparking change. Yeah, so well, then I you talked... should be right there with them. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Aww, that means a lot. It was it was exciting, but you know, obviously nerve wracking as well because it's it's a big platform. Mm -hmm. But I ended up talking about you know writing your own story and turning the, turning over to the next page and what actual leadership looks like. So what is the process of? Because I will probably never get asked to do a <laughs> TED talk. What is the process of? Putting that together. Yeah. So it starts off with the initial first draft. You know, it's super, it's the bare bones stuff. And you send that over. Um, they look over it. They're like, oh, you shouldn't put this in there. Or maybe you should put this in mm -hmm. there. Um, and then you start writing your actual talk. And then you're signed with a speech coach. And they help you wow. talk it through. They help you make it sound great. And then since my interview was actually, not my interview, my talk was actually conducted over Zoom. I had to, you know, make sure all my settings were right, make sure that my video would actually be approved by Ted to be posted. Um, I love that you said approved by Ted. <laughs> Is that what they call it in the biz? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. That's I'm so not, cool. It took so long for that video to be approved. It took like, I think it took an entire year. Well, I didn't know about that. Now I have to go watch it. I would have watched it beforehand had Aww. I known about it, but I can't wait to go see it <laughs> and learn some stuff too. That is so cool. I just... You are awesome. I, I really, I don't want to embarrass you, um, but I just think you are just amazing. And it's so cool to me that your generation, I have nieces and nephews that are right around the same age as you, of just what you all take on and what you all can accomplish yeah. and all the different skills that you have and that you put them to um, to great use for issues that, that we need voices yeah. for and that need to be amplified. And not only just the fact that you are an activist in our community, um, but also that you've found a way to to get these messages amplified through your podcast, through reaching out to um, to TV networks like NBC, or they come to you because you're so awesome, to <laughs> TED Talks. It is really incredible to see the platform that you have created and that your fellow, you know, other 16-year-olds are also doing around the country. And I just, from an old lady, I think it's incredible. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Um, I think the power of social media is just it's growing yeah. so much. Yeah. Well, and it's incredible that, that your generation wants to harness it for good, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think people in my generation are sometimes guilty of like selling a product, right? <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> where you're like, well, no, we need to talk about these issues. We yeah. need to talk about representation. We need to talk about sexual assault violence. Like we need to talk about things. And I just am so impressed by you. And I cannot wait to see what you do in like the next five years and the next 10 years. Like I said, when I introduced you, your resume is so incredible for anyone my age and beyond. And the fact that you have just done all this at the age of 16 is just so cool. So what, when you think about like the next few years, are there things that you still want to accomplish before you graduate high school? Or are you like, we'll just see what happens? 
I mean, I, I don't like to plan super ahead because mm-hmm. I know that sometimes it can lead to, you know, you not being fully satisfied with yourself. Sure. You're but... like, yeah, don't ask me this question on a mic because <laughs> I don't know if, it, yeah. But hopefully, you know, growing the podcast has always been a dream of mine and I, I feel like it's going pretty well. But um, trying to post more regularly, trying to make our socials look a little bit better has always been up there for me. Um, hopefully, you know, I, w- I want to go to a pretty good school for college. I think you're going to be uh, good <laughs> with that. Yep. And then move on to, you know, just helping the world and hopefully working in some sort of some sort of company where I can, you know, be an activist or maybe working for myself and being able to do stuff that I love. Wow. You're just so incredible. I cannot get over it. I have to ask you, I ask everyone this. You have so much going on. Um, what do you do for fun? Do you, how do you relax? <laughs> I, I, I definitely do relax. People think I'm a robot sometimes. but You're not a robot, but I don't know how you have all this energy. That's my thing. It's like <laughs> A lot a, of coffee. Energizer bunny, I yeah. think, of just like all the things that you have accomplished. Um, I, again, balance has always been super important for me. I like to play tennis in my downtime. I obviously, you know, like to binge on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things came out. I still haven't caught up, but. Same. I need I'm, to, though. I'm going to get know. on that. And I'm yeah. trying to avoid the spoilers and all of that. I know. They're, so hard. they're everywhere, but. That and I also like reading, you know, chilling out with friends mm-hmm. um, and then maybe just doing some self-reflecting. I think that's also super important because life gets pretty busy, especially when you're, you know, doing all these different things. So just taking a moment to, you know, calm yourself down. Self-affirmations are pretty big for me every morning. You know, I say a couple of words to myself in the mirror just so I can get up and ready to go. I have one more question for you uh, based on something you just said. We've talked a lot about the influence that social media has um, and and using it for good. And and your generation has grown up with it in a way that mine didn't necessarily. Um, You talked about balance. How do you balance the need where, okay, so your podcast is on social media. Your friends are all on social media. It's so much a way of life. But it seems like you also are able to take time away from social media or away from your phone to do things that are very grounding for you. So do you approach that mindfully or is that just the way that you've always conducted things? I mean, I think that social media in today's day and age, it can obviously be negative, especially if you, you know, end up on the wrong side of things or the story is told wrong. Um, and obviously there's a lot of toxicity and je- um, jealousy, you know, out in the world. When our podcast was actually first started, we had a lot of people doubting us, saying that maybe we should just quit leave it alone oh. I know it, it, it sucks but eventually you know it's good to it's good to get all these people on get all this publicity and you know actually make a real change and then you're able to you know look back and reflect and see how you use social media to your advantage compared to people who use it to hate on you or to you know rain on your parade you are just absolutely incredible. I've learned so much from you. I cannot wait to watch your TED Talk <laughs> and listen to your podcast. I'm, I just, you're going to change the world. I'm so excited to have gotten to talk to you, to learn from you. And like I said, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a long way to go because you are just the best. But Kushi, I, I cannot thank, first of all, your teacher for nominating you. <laughs> and I'm so glad that I, I get to hear more about your story and amplify it um and just for you taking the time to come here and do this in the midst of your busy schedule this was so much fun and so exciting thank you again kushi